Good evening, and welcome to the Psychic Talk Shop. I'm Ace tonight, and of course, with me tonight is the Techie Joe. Hello, my baristas. I hope you have hot coffee, good power, and a comfy seat, because, hello, this is winter for those that have not experienced this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Though we can just about guarantee if you're in Texas, that's not what you have. Um, and we are sorry because there are like four million of y'all who are going to watch this later and appreciate it. I just said y'all um, and like way later um, because you don't have power or you're in some form of rolling um, power outage. Right. Well, it's not just Texas, because Texas actually supplies other states with power. They're the number one energy producer in the country. Hello, Jim. You know, we could be hyping up here on our list. But, um, well, but they, uh, a lot of that is like uh, with like drilling and fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of that is currently shut down because of the unprecedented temperatures. Um ER uh, was ERCOT, um, the basically the Texas power grid. Um, weirdly enough, um, is completely disconnected, uh, mm -hmm. which is why this uh, increase in demand is actually causing a rolling outage. Right. Um, um, so Texas has its own power grid. It's not part mm -hmm. of the national power grid because it's Texas. It's, you know, it's a part of the state of the United States, but it doesn't want to be a part of the United States. Yeah. It doesn't want to be a part of Mexico either, but that's in history buff things to go study. Well, actually, well, and technically it was done on the power system side just to basically make wealthy people wealthier and avoid some federal regulations. Right. So keep it disconnected. <laughs> we keep all the money and uh -huh. we don't have to pay and do all these other things. Right. So it's kind of this like consortium of little tiny disconnected power grids. Right. But the other thing with this is, is they outsource power from the nuclear power plant to no, no, all the grids are not connected, Colin. No, 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 no. Um, not all like and we see this kind of happening all around the country because there's a lot of different systems that are still not part of any major organization mm -hmm. um because this is why i still have some municipal water supplies that are not connected to like you know west virginia american water which is just american water with west virginia in front of it it's one big ginormous company Mm -hmm. that has a different name for every state it operates in. Mm -hmm. um, so you can have municipal water service without being part of like a better, bigger water supply. Right. And we see this like, especially through parts of West Virginia, like uh, the Glenwood Green Valley area. Uh, Oakville um, has its own water supply. Mm -hmm. um, 61 just got took over by American Water because they're poor, poor. Uh, economical strife. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's like Charleston and Kimberly. Kimberly wasn't included in Charleston's water problems because they got their water from a different source and it wasn't part of the American West Virginia water situation. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it, it's sometimes a very confusing situation. Like the Glenwood Green Valley one is one that got ugly. 
uh-huh. um, quite a few years back. Actually, it had been kind of ugly all along. Mm-hmm. Um, the Glenwood Green Valley water supply was connected to Glenwood Lake. Uh-huh. Anyway, if you've ever been to Glenwood Lake, um, there's one thing you have to immediately know about Glenwood Lake is it's kind of shallow. Mm-hmm. Which means it doesn't take much for that water to go from like crystal clear to muddy as nasty, can't see through it mm-hmm. as possible. Um, like one big rainstorm, that's all it takes. Um, or, you know, too many people on the lake. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's been a continuous problem with brown, technically clean, safe to drink water, mm-hmm. but brown, cloudy water. Um, and a lot of mineral content. Um, so pretty much anyone who lives in that area is connected to that water supply. You immediately know it when you visit their home because literally everything that, that like you walk into that bathroom and if they haven't already gone like black or a dark color for like vanities and tubs and toilets, you will see all the brown stains. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Mika. Yeah. So we have the Southerners freezing. Um, and of course, on TikTok, there's calls for the Northerners to pick it up. So that leaves the West Virginians in the center of it. But, and this is my big but to things, mm-hmm. we have a larger problem here. And it's, and I had remembered this from like some 70s socialism, social studies classes when California had record heat temperatures and they had to start shutting the grid down um, because it wasn't properly insulated. Now we're seeing the inverse of this because these companies that have built power plants well, but here's the thing on that California thing. Um, that all related back to Enron. Mm-hmm. And what that actually was, was Enron figuring out that they could earn more money mm-hmm. with rolling blackouts. Mm-hmm. There was never actually a shortage of power in mm-hmm. the state of California. And that's what all came out of the Enron scandal. Right. Because they were abusing their abilities. Mm-hmm. to uh, start a rolling blackout um, to basically mitigate demand. No, honey, I'm talking about in the 70s oh. when they were having record temperatures there. Okay. And the lines were literally catching on fire because they weren't insulated because it wasn't a cold climate. Well, fair enough. Uh, sorry, I was thinking back to the 90s, got stuck there. I know, um, go back a little bit older. Was a huge scandal. Um, but yeah, there was a, yes, we're twinning. Yay. And we figured, you know, the first show after Valentine's day, why not? Um, we twin, um, which now makes that an incestuous comment and we'll just move right along. Um, (laughs) I'm afraid of y'all overthinking it. Um, but anyhow, (laughs) now we have the inverse problem and I had this problem when I lived in North Carolina, Mm -hmm. one of the homes that I lived in didn't have a heat system. Mm-hmm. It wasn't built with one. Mm-mm. It had cooling only, uh-huh. which is great, except on the mornings when you wake up and there's like a level of ice outside. 
Yes. Yes. Well, and even in North Carolina, it, like, you got to also realize that as like, weird as that may sound, there can be like some limited times there in which you actually need it. Right. Like, because generally extremely cold temperatures, not all that common an occurrence, not as like West Virginia and higher or mm -hmm. even parts of Virginia will think of. Right. Um, you know, you're, it's sort of like the apartment complex I lived in who ran its fire suppression system through a breezeway. Never, ex like no one installing that system thought it would be long-term cold enough uh -huh. for the water lines to freeze and bust. Yes. So, flash forward a couple of decades, and um, we had an extreme cold snap in North Carolina. Right. And all of a sudden, this became a problem. Right. Because one, the building I lived in, of course, um, didn't affect me directly, but the building I lived in, the second floor, of, uh, so it's a three-floor building, the second floor opposite side, because it's North Carolina, of course, every apartment complex is a giant maze full of identical buildings that are all mirrored down the middle, but the opposite and in the back, apartment or a breezeway busted. And all this water starts streaming down the back of the building, and there's no way to stop it. Right. You do not have an easy way when a <laughs> fire suppression system goes off to be like, no. <laughs> stop that. <laughs> right. Um, but no, this is what we're seeing in Texas, Oklahoma. We're also seeing it in Nebraska. Uh, and it's because these systems... Mm -hmm. the companies that invested and built these power plants. Now, we're not just talking about the wind blades because the wind power, wind industry is getting a lot of flack. It's not just the wind power. No, 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 no. This is the nuclear plants. This is the coal fire plants. These is the natural gas fire plants. They all depend on three things, either wind, water, and none of them has been built with insulation because they don't need it. If yeah. we put up a wind turbine in West Virginia, we have to install antifreeze systems. We have to install blade heaters. Mm -hmm. In Texas, because they don't get cold weather up until now, thank you, global warming. Yeah. Yeah. The problems. Yeah. Well, and this happens, like, and it's not like every trailer park in West Virginia isn't filling your pain. Um, because I have known many people that have had this problem in a trailer park. Is they put all the trailers in, they ran all the pipes, they put all the pretty little, you know, pieces of, you know, underpinning on the trailer and not a single person thought about insulation, heat wrap tape, um, any kind of insulation on the pipes. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like there's just, you run into it. Well, and all that's what I don't get, because most of the trailers I lived in, granted my trailers were older, they weren't the newer ones. All the piping was in this, like, spot of the floor. 
like between the floor and the metal bottom. So all mm -hmm. the piping was lined through that. And then there was insulation there. Now, the newer ones, I'm quite sure they have tried to make it so that it looks new. But that flex piping that used to be in there was extremely hard to bust. Well, the problem you ran into is that, that uh, I understand what you're talking about. What I'm talking about is the actual, like, when you're doing the underpinning. Uh-huh. Like, because most of that is fairly inexpensive materials. Yeah. Like it's you know simple corrugated sheet metal if it's on on the high end, um, but for many trailers it can be nothing more than wood, just mm -hmm. like wood lattice. Like no one comes through and tells you like that's a bad idea, um, or it can be you know simple plastic or vinyl. Um, what yeah. happens is that over time like a couple of decades when you're looking at a trailer park, all of that insulation will start to deteriorate because you don't have any external barrier there. Right. You just have like this minimal thin piece of material mm -hmm. that's not actually structural. Um, so it gets hit with weed eaters and rocks thrown from, you know, lawnmowers and blah, 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 blah. Or you pull one out so you can, or you open that door all the time to put the lawnmower in and take it out and all this. That material deteriorates. That's its only protector is that stupid piece of, you know, Pink Panther roll of insulation. That stuff breaks down when exposed to extreme temperatures, uh -huh. moisture, mm -hmm. <laughs> and basically the elements. Right, uh, which is why they now require like mobile homes to be placed on concrete pads, um, at least in the state of West Virginia, if you're not building a permanent foundation. Yeah. So I thought we would talk about some of the, you know, cold weather tricks that we naturally grew up with that, to help our Southerners understand <laughs> things to do. Yeah. One, alcohol does not make you warmer. <laughs> Stop no, it does not. You cannot have a hurricane party. <laughs> Two, covering your windows with plastic or blankets. Absolutely. And watch out for the cracks around doors and doorways. Although, although, and a very important one, do make sure that you leave a space, mm -hmm. no matter how cold it is, in which you can still let that house breathe right um because you do need some amount of fresh air to get through right um most homes are built with a fair amount of air loss and gain mm -hmm. uh, while you may think you're blocking up all those holes and stopping your heat loss what you can actually do is create a confined space and if right. you're using gas powered or a gas you know burning um, fuel sources or wood burning fuel sources right now that will actually cause carbon monoxide buildup. Right now we do we cover insider window the inside windows with plastic. Mm -hmm. The lovely clear thing, but you may not have the ability to do that right now. You can cover it with blankets. We also I grew up and I've now done this in my office because I just hate the door. Um, <laughs> we have a curtain rod that goes over our door and we have heavy curtains that go on that. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I in this house there were three spots of that. There was one in one on each door, and then one in our main hallway. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the south, we're sure you have plenty of beach towels. Yes. Um, roll those up. Put them at the bottom of doors. It's a lovely draft stopper. It saves you a few bucks at Walmart. Right. Um, yes. yes. If you want to go above and beyond, you can um, fill that up with um, like rice. Right. And that gives it some weight and some bulk. And if you, you know, very tightly, like with a rubber band, seal the ends mm -hmm. You and don't have pets, key emphasis there. Do not have pets and try this. Um, but if you use that, that'll create additional weight and barrier. Yes. Also, leave your pipes, leave your spigots, all of them dripping. Rotate the water, hot in one, cold in another. And it's, while this may not be necessary for a larger family, flush your toilet if you are a single or, you know, under three. Um, and every couple of hours or so, because you want to keep the water moving. If your pipes freeze, be sure to open the spigots up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then it's about getting slow, steady heat. Yes. Like, you, you do not want to try to do this quickly. Do not panic. Um, especially newer pipes have a little more flexibility than older rigid pipes, um, and are typically <laughs> easier to replace if you have a total disastrous loss. Um, but it, slow, steady heat, don't try to just heat a single area that's more likely to cause bursting. Yes. Do not use a hairdryer on your pipes, especially oh, God. the plastic or the copper. You will be replacing them, and you could actually technically either fry yourself or set your house on fire. Yeah, you don't really want to be holding the electrical device like six inches from a pipe when it finally goes boom. <laughs> also, I know everyone wants to throw blankets on the bed. This is a difficult thing. I would put no more than two or three blankets on the bed. You do not want a pile of six of them because your body has to breathe. Well, and more importantly, there's a limit. Yes. That, as in having the thickness of a blanket will help hold in your na body's naturally generating heat. Um, but after a point, it, it's not helping. It's yeah. not hurting. It's just not helping. Um, it's just making everything heavier. Yes. Um, which doesn't do anyone any good, especially no. if you have any kind of breathing conditions. Um, although it will severely reduce your anxiety because mm -hmm. you basically made a weighted blanket. Exactly. Also, guys, I know you probably have lovely gas stoves with lovely gas ovens. They are not heaters. Yeah, yeah, that's a, like Brenda was saying a little bit uh, about that, about a terracotta pot upside down on a gas stove burner. No, we're going to go ahead and tell you now. Right. Um, do not do that. Um, one, your appliances for your kitchen are not a heat source. Do not use your appliances in your kitchen as a heat source. Please, please. Please do not do this. 
um, while we would encourage you to bake something, yes, um, spending extended times with those appliances running is not recommended for the appliance and is not recommended for your health and safety. Um, especially when you're talking about open flame appliances, you can have the same issue. Turning right. on gas ovens and gas stoves is particularly dangerous. Right. Um, electric stove, and especially while unattended, um, because if you're trying to use this as a heat source so you can go to bed comfortably, not a good plan. However, and I will say this, and I've done this a few times this trip, if you have a gas stove, if you have an electric stove, you can put pots of water on there to boil. The reason you don't want to do the terracotta pot upside down on the gas burner is it will it can explode because it gets too hot. Mm -hmm. And yeah, well, yes, Amy, my car door froze shut trying to leave work. I had to drive across the street to advanced auto shop and they had to spray the icer in my door so it would latch shut. That's my day today. Nothing but crap. Um, scary well, Mercury and retrograde. We are yes. having a lovely one. Yeah, scary thing to find out about lock de-icer is, if I remember correctly, it's just isopropyl alcohol. Sorry to tell you now. <sighs> yes, that isopropyl alcohol. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah. And Brenda, that's the big part of it is uh, while generally you want to be careful about trying to like enclose a flame um you also want to be very careful with um things like terracotta um that can explode um you want to uh, and you know, literally leaving anything on a stove that is going to run dry um you know Everyone knows the humidifier trick for kerosene heaters is to put a pot of boiling water or put a pot of water on it and let it slowly evaporate so you're getting moist heat. Because, by the way, moist air carries more heat. Leather fun trick. Um, so sort of like the steam buildup in your bathroom makes your bathroom feel hotter. Same thing. Um, you do not want that heat source to run dry or that uh, water source to run dry. It will begin to smoke um, and generally turn a good idea into a bad situation real quick. Oh, and you have a question. Awesome. Let's take it. All right, Ashley82696. I'm doing my best to follow your guidance and focus on my home and it's working great. I'm finally keeping my head above water. Am I entering a funk though, or is it just tonight my mood's a little funky? I think your mood's a little funky. Looking at the cards here, I think you're worrying and stressing. Go back and look at your goal list, see how you're doing on it. You have the knowledge you need with the King of Wands here. It's, you know, sticking, but again, and then also feel financial benefit coming with you with the Knight of Pentacles. You gotta get on your goals. Look at your accomplishments, and then you'll be able to move forward with it. Also, when I get a little funky, I'm up the floors. There is that. Yeah. But sorry, Amy's follow-on comment uh, was, I'll have to remember that so I don't have to hold my door shut while driving. The yeah. other thought on this, and this is an older trick, please understand, I, you know, 
the car we currently have is the first one I've owned that's within the same decade. <laughs> you do like your older vehicles. <laughs> I love my older vehicles, and here's why. Um, I will take Vaseline and go around the sill of the door and around the little locking mechanism, just regular cheap, dollar store Vaseline, and it keeps that from freezing. While it does do that, I do have to point out that those seals are rubber and you are using Vaseline. It will lead to deterioration on those seals. Eventually. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it, it would, but it does. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Be careful with that. Like, yeah. you're just giving it a slip coat. You can also do this on a refrigerator that leaks a little bit. You can Vaseline those suckers up and they'll reseal good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to using the oven as a heat source, this is Asen's trick. He bakes bread. He breaks cakes, especially fruit cakes. This is why fruit cakes were made around the wintertime, is because those suckers take four to five hours to mm -hmm. bake at mm -hmm. 225 degrees. And then I'll open the door and let the heat soak out into the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, but no, it's just a thing of be very careful with your unattended cooking. Like, and especially if you're gonna try higher heat settings. Yes. Um, there's a big difference between four to five hours making a fruit cake at like 200 and, you know, 24 to 72 or more hours at, you know, 500. Right. You can't like, do that. You, no. no. Bad no. life. You will kill your oven. Elements, you're going to harm yourself. Right. Um, when we done laundry in the house, I used to do laundry at night. And of course I undone the duck. Um, and put it into a bucket. There's a lovely YouTube video about how to turn your dryer into a heat source for your home. Um, those work very good. But again, these are Southerner. These are tr tricks of conserving heat um, that West Virginians have gotten together a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Well, and the primary problem that the South is facing right now is the insulation values on Southern homes are always going to be lower. Right. Um, because they're they're really meant to be breathable houses, especially in areas with high humidity as well as high heat. Mm -hmm. um, so they're, they're not insulated the same as Northern homes. Right. Um, they, they just aren't. Now, now um, let's move on to talking about the vehicle because this is a mistake people do all the two mistakes I see uh, others do all the time. One, if you are clearing your windshield, I understand us northerners will go, this is common sense. Do not start and try to power scrape that ice off your windshield. Start the car. Let the defroster eat up and then scrape it. Otherwise, you run a chance of doing this and shattering the glass. I've done it. Two, de-icer spray only works until about 20 degrees. And after that, you're just creating a another coat of ice. Yeah. Yeah, because there is a certain amount of water in de-icer sprays. Yes. Yeah. Again isopropyl if i remember correctly isopropyl alcohol is all it is so unfortunately you end up with issues there um the other thing is in case some of your northern friends try to trick you 
do not put boiling water on your windshield to defrost it. It will work maybe once the second time your windshield explodes. Right. And also, do not use your windshield wipers um, while you're waiting for your windshield to defrost. <laughs> well, not only that, but don't go banging it against the glass. Remember, glass is very fragile in the winter. And in these temperatures, very, very, very fragile. So any impact to that glass will cause it to crack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cold does make glass thinner and more breakable. Yes. Um, so always be careful with that. Right. Very, very careful with that. Um, you know, and also if you own a diesel vehicle in the South, grab your manual. You're going to have to learn these words, engine block heater, mm -hmm. and you're going to have to hope your vehicle is equipped. And if not, you can always take and put a blankie around her. Oh, put a blankie. Um, a lot of the ambulance actually have blankies that go on their engines when they're parked to help protect it. Okay. Um, I didn't know if maybe you were also talking about being able to use like an electric blanket. No, just a regular army, like the army will the army blankets that I can't be under, mm -hmm. um, unless they're encased in a quilt, which is some plans I have for some of yours. <laughs> yes, um, those uh, for years, especially on the we used to use them on the ambulances. Mm -hmm. um, now we'll say be careful with the lift your wipers up before it's uh, before it snows so they do not freeze to them plus you can easily clean your windshield the one problem I have with that is be careful with the the amount of wind that you are getting because you are putting up something that will either get caught by the wind and slammed down or something that can be picked up by the wind and ripped off uh, this is where you have to know your storm and whether it's just a light thing going on or if it is a heavy-duty, massive, powerful storm system with high-raging winds. Right. Um, if you're in the latter, you do not want to do that um, because you are more than likely um, risking that those slam down. And again, the same issue applies. Right. Um, gonna have that problem. Now, what I've always found, because I have tried that before, what I've always found is it tends to work the other way. Right. Is that I end up with very iced over windshield wipers that I end up having to put down on the glass and wait for the defroster to melt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's been my experience. Right. Um, light dustings of snows, those are times that is more than fine. Um, but if you're having massive storm systems come through, please be very, very careful with that. Yep. All right, guys, I'll be right back. You can talk about this new story because this is your game and we may need to be looking at this internally, but this is also something you've recommended. Okay. All right. So yes. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. Um, so yeah, it, the question becomes, is it time to get rid of, um, password managers? Um, oh, wow. So apparently there's a big change coming to LastPass, uh, starting March 16th. 
Um, you can access and view stored passwords via PC or mobile, but not both, starting then. Um, trying to get us to pay $36 a year for unrestricted access. So, yeah, this is a product I have recommended all over the place, as well as most password managers, um, just for the simple reason that it does auto-generate passwords. Auto-generation of passwords, meaning that each account gets its own unique password, um, and then that gets stored in an app that will fill forms for you that ask for your password. Um, now, as to whether or not the app is worth $36 a year, I have to kind of say yes on that one, um, personally. Um, now, from, you, from user to user, that's going to be a little harder to argue um, on that $36 a year. Um, what I will say is that with these apps, you are gaining a lot of account security. Um, if you've received multiple notices over the year, uh, over the years that your data has been involved in this data breach and that data breach and this other data breach and the next data breach. Um, if you're currently in the situation where you have the same password for every single account, those potential issues can cost you a lot of money um or a lot of time and problem in mm -hmm. terms of if you're using you know say two or three different passwords um in rotation so to speak um randomly assigning them to this website and that website and this other website and you end up with like an overlap of like your facebook password or your email password or your whatever with another account that is involved in a data breach, I will go ahead and tell you now that all those username and password combinations, which are usually your email address and a password, um, those are the first places someone who gets that information is going to try it. Facebook, Gmail. <laughs> well, and especially and if you have a Gmail email address, mm -hmm. they're going to jump to that one real quick. Um, those are the golden calves. Those sure. are what they like. And I want to throw this out here. Mm -hmm. If you have a public email, <clears throat> do not use that for your accounts. Use a different email that's not public for your accounts. Um, the other thing is, is with LastPass, I do like it. I think it is going to have, we're going to probably be upgrading to the pro thing because of what I learned yesterday. Here's mm -hmm. the situation. I have two-factor authentication on everything. Mm -hmm. Facebook, YouTube, banks, everything else. Text me a code that I have to put in. Mm -hmm. Here's problem to that one. <laughs> Ace upgraded his phone and got a new phone number because he got tired of phone calls. That I think, you know, Colin would enjoy dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, Creatively and expletive ladenly. <laughs> <laughs> so, all that together, the, so, of course, new phone number, didn't think about this, didn't really care, just, you know, I need a phone and I need a new phone now. Um, 
created a little problem. So when I go through to unset the two-factor identification, re-enter the two-factor identification, I call this one company, and you're like, okay, we need to verify your identity. What's this? What's this? All right, we got a few questions for you here. Do you know this person? That... Yeah. Yeah. This is common it... information. Well, more importantly, this is credit report information. That's what they basically did is they ran your social, pulled some background information, the same little verification you would get trying to access your credit report. Mm -hmm. You know, name a vehicle you have owned, name a, you know, like from a check down list. Yeah. Name a street you've lived on, name a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. A lot of that information can be common. A lot of that information can be stuff that, you know, it, which particularly applies in your case, a former partner knows mm -hmm. um, because you do have the, you know, and we've talked about that a little, um, you do have the one X that has been creative in, in ways to still keep showing up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we were using these words liberally. Um, but, you know, this is all information that if you know someone well enough, like you can start rattling it off. Um, you know, it, it's kind of a scary situation. Um, in terms of LastPass, though, it does give you a lot more security in the formation of those passwords um people forming passwords creating passwords of course want to not forget their password um the problem with that becomes when you do that your the the human brain is going to try to pick words that have meaning mm -hmm. to them specifically the issue often becomes is and sorry it guy things that tick me off your password is password. Your PIN number is one, two, three, four, or some other sequential numbers. It is a mirror of itself, as in it's a palindrome. Like, you know, 1991. So once you figure out two digits, it's real quick. And typically that'll be related to a year you're born or part of your birthday or anything else you can mirror. Mm -hmm. um, so like if you're born on the 29th, it may be 2992. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've seen this. Um, it's typically can also be related to a child's name, a child's birthday, um, you know, things like this that once again once you know someone um and i will point out here i had an ex that was a master and it was scary of um password cracking like mm -hmm. no other computer skills did this person have mm -hmm. but i will guarantee you if you dated them they opened your email without you <laughs> without an issue no problem Right. Um, within three tries, like had figured it out. Um, like this was a constant thing for them. Like they did it to everyone they dated. And I went, wait a minute. Did you do that to me? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll take that as a response. I know the answer. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, oh, well, I don't care. I did nothing to get in trouble for. Oh, uh, insurance. Do what now? Oh, you see it as insurance? Yes. How do you mean? The $36 a year should be treated as an insurance oh, right off. Absolutely. Well, because especially if you're dealing with Facebook and trying to recover a Facebook account, I will say um, that that's not an easy process. Um, And I have been through it once Mm -hmm. um, related to an ex of mine. Not the same one I was just talking about, actually. Yeah, he has a pattern of of dating hackers. uh, Password hackers. Like, no other computer skills did this one have either. <laughs> None. Um, but, and actually, no, it wasn't even hacking, really. Um, what had happened was this is well before LastPass. And I had stupidly overlapped my Facebook password and my, and I clearly remember it, Domino's account password. And in the course of dating and the fact that they ate so much pizza, um, eventually I was like, here, just log in as me and, you know, whatever. It's fine. Just I'll pay for dinner. Um, They apparently had gone through with that password to check it for everything when we broke up. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, God. Yes. I didn't even realize how many things that was related to until I got a lovely, like, breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I will say, if you're, like, if you're not going to use LastPass per se, um, other password managers can be equally helpful. I do, however, have to disagree with using um, Google's uh, and Chrome in general's uh, built-in password manager, that one I still don't like. Um, It's a little too wide open. Um, You don't have the same controls that you have with LastPass. Um, LastPass itself, it's a play on how it works, is you create one last password, as in the password for your LastPass account. Um, you can also tie it to, like, on a phone app, to your biometrics. So you can, you know, scan a thumbprint mm-hmm. um, to unlock the app. Um, but in doing so, you have a password, and it will prompt you periodically. Mm-hmm. Log in and uh, authenticate that it is you, especially if you haven't used the device or you haven't had to log into anything and use the app. For, you know, 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, and actually, it does work on iPhone um, and Android. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really good. And Colin says, none of my exes wants anything to do with me. No, mm-hmm. the guy down the street may want to access your bank account. They can do that by going through your root email that you sent them an email telling them to get the dog off your lawn. Um I mean, it doesn't... T- it's surprising that if you look at people long enough and this is what the the ex i was previously talking about like what the conversation we actually had to get into um and this was many years after we dated 
uh, because we remain friends. Um, but the conversation we got into, I just had to ask some things because I knew there were people that can naturally do this. Mm -hmm. And like the mental like tree and, and they didn't realize they were doing it, but the mental tree that they went through was like this whole like they had a mental filing cabinet mm -hmm. for the most random bits of information some mm -hmm. of it normal but they would just think about it and just start putting it in like different places of importance mm -hmm. like you know what's your dog name uh what's your dog's name what's your cat's name what's your you know favorite sports team What's your model of car that you love the most and talk about all the time? Um, what is, you know, your mother's maiden name? What is your, you know, all of this information just filed away for them. The minute you said it, the last four digits of your social security number. Oh, that was her favorite. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Because... Like, yeah. A lot of people use it as a PIN number on their account. A lot of people will use it as a part of their password. Mm -hmm. Because this is what you go through. And this is what I've gone through with mine. I had a data breach, i.e. my stalker was able to access one of my accounts, one of my root accounts. Mm -hmm. He then hops over and unlocks my other account that at the time was my public email account. Not hard to do. He then gets access to my bank account. He doesn't use a penny in my bank account because he knows that's a federal crime. He deactivates my debit card. He then went how this all came out. Yeah. Like, my card doesn't work. Yeah. I have money. There's money in the account. I have money. He then tops over and is able to access because he has my main email account. He has access to my PayPal. He goes in and does the same thing. He doesn't use a pen. He doesn't buy anything stupid. He just deactivates the card and changes the password. So I can't even get into the account. Then he, then he hops over to Facebook. He doesn't message anybody. He doesn't like post my nudes anything like that. He just sits there and reads my private conversations and then starts commenting on pictures. And I'm like, I didn't say that dress looked pretty. Dear gods, did I say that dress looks pretty? Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a bunch of like really creepy things. Yeah. Like that's what this whole, uh, whole ordeal worked out two mm -hmm. was it was on the creepier side right not the like clear and obvious i'm trying to trash your life i'm trying to ruin everything for you i'm trying to ruin your career i'm trying to leave you bankrupt it was all subtle uh-huh little little things little mm -hmm. things um that leave you sitting there going I don't think it's cold. Like, it kind of sounds like me, but it doesn't. Yeah. Or uh, words and phrases and spellings that I use, but I didn't say that about that. 
Yeah. Like, it was the weirdo kind of... Yeah, it was super weird. Yeah, um, and these are what's called subtle stockings. It's to let you know that they have access. Mm -hmm. Because up until I used my debit card, up until I tried to use my other debit card, up until I tried to use a backup account that I only used to buy certain things, did I even realize that, wow, my whole wallet is, like, full of plastic. Yeah. Our lives are full of plastic and accounts and logins and passwords. and No, I'm saying that, you know, it wasn't a access information. It wasn't a, the cards aren't, you know, cash. It's just now they're plastic because they've all been deactivated, reported, stolen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's an inconvenience to go to the bank and write a check and be like, please let me have my money now. Yes. Or, um, I need you to go or, you know what we, you know, I need you to go over to this, get this out. I need this. Yeah. 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 There were a lot of things that happened with that. Right. Um, and I will say for the, 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 cause I had an ex that the literally the, I think it was the, like a couple of days after we broke up who did all this to me. Um, went through, reported my cell phone stolen. If you've watched the show, I went on a whole rant about how easy that was to do back in the day, like 2007. Um, that was a super easy thing. I ended up so ticked at that cell phone company. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was all little, like things like that. Like I lost an email account. I lost a Facebook account. I have not gotten either of those back. Mm -hmm. um, actually, there's three, two email accounts and a Facebook account I have was never able to regain control over. Mm -hmm. The Facebook account, I actually had to finally report it as a um, as not mine, so they would delete it. Mm -hmm. um, like it was stuff like that that was just like the one of the email accounts I'm still upset about. Sort of, it's a long story. It was my first email account, you know, that kind of thing. Um, lots of teenage years spent in that account with that profile, with that username, with a friends list. Um, people that, like, I don't remember their screen names. I had real names on them um, that I couldn't contact right now if I tried. Um, so, you know, a lot of this got really sad. Um, but it just... It all started off of a stupid password for Domino's. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at with that one is it's insane the amount of things that can happen there with just like a password. Mm -hmm. One stupid password that you're not thinking about and what it's connected to and what all you're using it for. And yeah. So this, um, I was just going to say, LastPass is just my favorite app. Yep. Um, there's many others out there. Do be very, very careful. Um, you know, you are looking for an app that locks itself down frequently. You are looking for an app that has a random password generator. Um, you are looking for an app um, that, if it does not tie to biometrics at least prompts you frequently for that password. Right. 
and I'm loving biometrics, thumbprint, thumbprint, you know, in five years, you know, they've got the facial thing, but it ain't ready yet. It's not ready yet. But yep. even that, even if that, like the fact that someone has to, you know, at least work a little bit. Right. Now, our next thing that we want to talk about, and then I'm going to take Colin's question, which I need the original question if you're wanting me to follow up on Gwen's draw, because I wasn't there. Um, and this kind of ties into this, and while we're talking about this, North Korea tried to hack Pfizer. What? <laughs> For COVID and vaccine information? Yes. Oh, that is an ugly, ugly place to go. Yeah. Oh, the places you don't want to go. Yeah. Oh. Oh, dear. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm reading through this. Go ahead and take this one away. But Pfizer, of course, you know, came out with the vaccine. North Korea attempted to hack them to steal the information. Because, of course, North Korea is first denied that COVID even existed in their country. Now they're trying to find a vaccine company that they will deal with. And this is not that they, you know, like Pfizer is refusing to sell to North Korea. It has nothing to do with that. It's medical. Of course they can buy it. North Korea doesn't want to pay Pfizer. Well, and North Korea has been under a lot. Well, North it's North Korea. They've kind of been a little shut down from the rest of the world for how many decades now? Um, as a result of, you know, their whole North-South Korea issues. Right. And their government structure and a lot of the other things going on with North Korea. Um, including its weapons systems. Um, yeah. Because it's suffering sanctions all over the place anyway. It's closed its borders, or borders have been closed to it, and their economy has been a bit of a disaster for a while. Yeah. So their economy is a bit of a disaster. Their, their version of the Cheeto, we'll call it the... Asian Cheeto. Um, at this point, I would call a psychopathic. You know, he's killed his brother. His sister is probably running things. Um, looks like Cullen was asking for general insights on the Three of Swords. Okay. Cool. I'll get to that in a minute. There we go. Okay. Ashley, I'm trying to understand the lettering here, honey. Demilitarized zone and South Korea. Yeah. Um, everybody should get the vaccine. And as way the treaties are written and the sanctions are written, every country is available to buy the vaccine. Don't mm -hmm. care who you are, you know, South Korea, North Korea, um, the militarized zone. Even like the island that has refused and has told Englishmen, you are not allowed on our lands. Do not even drop your ship within a thousand miles, within, I think it's five miles of our sea, um, mm -hmm. has access to the vaccine. 
because it has even appeared up there. So it's kind of like, hmm, nobody is leaving or coming onto your island. You have, you know, forgone the foreign world. Mm hmm. But you got COVID showing up. Well, things happen. Yeah. Things um, happen. But anyway, according to the Geneva Convention and Court of All Sanctions, you can always buy medical. So, therefore, they would be available to the vaccine. But they did not want to pay for the vaccine. They wanted to produce their own because, of course, North Korea is the greatest greatest country in the world. We're above the world. And the whole world's evil and against us. Mm -hmm. Um well, and the reality is, we broke. We so broke. Yeah, like that's where they're at. Um, like North Korea is kind of broke. Their economy's kind of broke. Right, um, and that's been a long-term issue with North Korea dealing with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Is that a large part of what allows North Korea to continue to be a functional country? is a limited reliance or as limited as they can make it on, you know, connecting to the outside world. Um, that when you start getting involved into widespread international trade, then the, you know, basically the, the, the valuation of its currency becomes a problem. Right. Um, which we see this with, you know, several countries. Yeah. Um, that as long as you're staying within the country, your currency is nice and decent and everything works out okay. The minute you step outside of that country and try to use that currency, you realize how little that currency is worth. Well, and we well, see that with North Korea. We see that with um, Iran. Their currency, please, is not even worth investing in. Um, we well, see that well, with the Russian ruble. It has been long-term very low fault. That's why these countries keep trying to come up with their own things. They, however, operate a very large hacking network. Mm -hmm. But what we do see around the world, and we've discussed this before, is that, you know, like there are people from the U.S. that are very happy to retire in other countries. Right. For this very reason, is that the U.S. dollar is worth so much there. Right. You know, I'm still thinking Mexico because then I can have a live-in made for $300 a month. I can do that in a day. Yeah. Well, what, what, what I'm getting at, though, is just the fact that, you know, that, that modest retirement account suddenly becomes a very big boon in another country because... In their, in terms of exchange rate and, you know, currency valuation... And what that economy, you know, turns, you know, a dollar into, it's worth so much more. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about a country like North Korea trying to use its currency to, or more importantly, an exchange of its currency to buy vaccine doses, you're going to run into problems. Right. As in, it now becomes very clear, obvious, and apparent how little that money's worth. Right, um, and this is where, um, and he may not do it for, he may do, I'm sure he'll do it for North Korea, but this is why, you know, Bill Gates is infusing so much money into this, mm -hmm. is because there are countries that can't afford the vaccine. Right. Like, literally, their GDP is lesser than his pocket change. So, 
in a free and open market that we have, that country mm -hmm. would just suffer from Corona until it is totally killed out. Um, or it survives or worse off or the worst possible situation, it mutates into a worse form. Right. As we've because seen with the South African variants. Right. We're already seeing the mutations occur. And that's what you're going to see in any, you know, we see this with the flu. This is how, you know, we go from the flu is just this benign thing that you, you know, get to H1N1, swine flu, avian flu. Uh, you know, these are mutations in a strain of a known illness. Mm -hmm. COVID is now a known illness, a known illness. Um, and as it passes through, that virus is just going to get better and better. Mm -hmm. It's going to, I mean, these are predictable things that, you know, like an epidemiologist would say, but it, it the longer it proliferates through, you know, countries and through society as a whole, the smarter the virus is going to get, the more medication and treatment resistant it's going to get, mm -hmm. um, because, survival right um, that's what it's trying to do this is where the line of you want to eradicate before it spreads becomes important um right. because the more it spreads the better it gets and the better it gets and the longer it goes through you know this whole process of like what gene expressions work and which ones don't Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're seeing evolution in a, in, in you know, a Petri dish, literally, right. um, happening rapidly. Right. Whereas if everyone would smarten up, get a solid vaccine into them, there's no place for the virus to go. Right. Right. Um, right. well, or you at least so limited. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hemmed in, there's only so many iterations. Like, it, it gets a lot slower versus having a whole society passing this around back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because mm -hmm. we've already seen that once you have it once, didn't mean that you weren't going to get it again. Mm -hmm. um, so once it starts getting passed back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, this is where this happens. This is why we have med resistant strains of other illnesses. That mm -hmm. whole thing about take your antibiotics, which is not viruses, but take your antibiotics um, is, you know, completely take all of them, even if you're feeling better, is because what can happen is you can have that virus or that bacteria get smarter right. and go, oh, okay, this is how I resist this. Right. All right, so let's take on Colin's questions. We're going to do a, do things a little differently. All right. So three of, three of Swords, also known. Go for it. You read that part. Well, sorry. I was just going to say Colin 1554. Uh huh. And had a question about uh, getting a Three of Swords. Yeah. Three of Swords. The basic meaning is heartbreak. The advanced meaning to this, and it depends on whether it was upright or reverse, this is also called the Three Musketeers. This is where you team up or you adjust yourself to get through that heartbreak. It is about change. It is about pulling together. But it's regaining those parts of you. 
When we look, and I went ahead and pulled three cards on, okay, what in the heck are we talking about here? We're looking at the Seven of Cups. This is your goals, your, your affirmations. We're looking at the Chariot here being you overcoming and having problems and having to deal with those difficulties. And then we again get a three when we look at the Three of Pentacles, which I call the multiple income streams problematical situations. So with the Three of Swords popping up there and then leading into it, I would say that you may want to evaluate your financial profiles. You may want to make sure that what you're working at and what you want to do is what you really want and that it's not dividing parts of you. Okay. All right. So you, that was my news beat. What do you got tonight? Oh, I don't have much, but it is an interesting phenomenon. So there is a story about a TikTok creator going around um, and watch me be stupid and close a tab. Um, <laughs> um, basically, he saw a, um, uh, this is a younger TikToker, saw a young girl in a situation with an adult in which she did not look very comfortable in. Um, and he decided to turn on his camera, go over and approach her like he knew her, um, mm -hmm. and basically try to give her an out, which she immediately dropped, you know, got the penny drop on and was like, let's go. Right. Um, to get out of an uncomfortable situation, which is basically how she described it is, you know, this was going weird. Um, so Yeah. I'm like one. I'm really you know, glad she got out of that. Um, mm -hmm. Two, really glad he went over to do that. Three, I think I would be almost well. One, as an adult, I'd be mortified to try this. But two, I don't know that I would have caught this necessarily. Um, personally, as an adult, I run around with blinders on. Like, you run around with blind, you know, we have been at the same intersection and I waved at you and you don't see me. No. I am evaluating whether you are going to hit my vehicle or not. That is all I am doing with you. Like, is he mm -hmm. like, and it's not even a he, she, they, anything. It's a, I'm literally focused on the vehicle uh -huh. and what the vehicle is doing. I am driving a car. Right. But like, this I is a TikTok warning, and it has been a Facebook warning for a while now. If a female walks up to you and acts like she knows you, to for men to go with it because they're uncomfortable. This is just it playing out in action. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing more of a widespread of this, of it being that situation of there's some things out there that just aren't going on good. Now, something good did happen for our TikTokers and us YouTubers. Mm -hmm. Now, we haven't gotten to see the contract yet. Um, but the contract of uh, the SAC is finally including us in their bargaining packages. Ah. So, I wonder if that's going to be related to, like, follower counts. I don't know. I think it's going to be related to income, which, mm -hmm. of course, our income is our baristas. Thank you so much, guys, for the for our baristas. We do appreciate. You know it. that's our monetization, mm -hmm. but I think it will be tied to monetization. It'll be tied to probably promotions, <coughs> um, promotional material. Um, that well, type. and that opens up a lot of things. 
Right. Um, uh, it won a lot of protections, and but I think that also opens up like insurance benefits and mm-hmm. other things. Unemployment um, benefits, i.e., you know, January and February when ad revenues go down, they can actually claim unemployment through SAG. Um, it's going to be a lot of benefits for the promoters. This also fixes something because we've had a lot of child children influencers who may not be getting the best package deal with their parents. They may not be, you know, they may become the only package for their parents. We see this with a lot of influencers who came up as children. Their parents were actually over their finances. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and that also, like, that also inspires back for me, like, the Daddy of Five saga. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because that turn, and if y'all aren't familiar, just real quick rundown. Basically, um, this, this guy, he was a father. Um, he, you know, is living with his, um, second wife, if I remember correctly, um, with, um, the children from his first marriage, um, and basically creating these, like, almost terrorism videos of, of these children. Yeah. Um, while claiming that the kids were in on the joke, they totally knew what was going on, you know, they were not terrified, like, literally anyone who watched it came away with the opinion that's either the best child actor I've ever seen, someone Mm -hmm. get a deal to make Mm -hmm. movies, because he's, like, the next Macaulay Culkin, or that child was legitimately terrified. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, right. that became its whole drama. The ex-wife got involved. Apparently, it was a really ugly divorce. Um, she, if I remember correctly, ended up getting her kids back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, like Child Protective Services ended up being called. It was a whole thing. Right, and that's one of the stories that Philly uh, DeFranco broke and was yeah. the headliner on. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it was bad. Like, and it wasn't just, like, because now Phil DeFranco, like, stitched together different clips to do, like, his presentation. Right. I'm kind of on the other side of YouTube every once in a while, and especially on those kind of issues where you start stitching together clips. Is this like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can literally sit there and cherry pick content and right. make someone look really bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, deep dive. I And that was personal, just a personal deep dive. Um, went into the whole thing and right. was like, daddy of five videos, here we go, and started watching. And I'm like, I think I was three videos in before I'm like, that's either the best child actor I have ever seen or that child is legitimately terrified right, right now. Right. And the, this is like he like he's a little kid. I think he was like eight at the time, seven, eight, somewhere around that, because it was the one kid they kept picking on, right. um, you know, or targeting for their video to, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, that's either the best child actor ever or God help him. Like right. that kid is living in holy terror. 
Right. And then Ashley brings up, and I remember the the family that done this. I know the father the father's name was Matt. I don't remember the wife lifestyle blogger um, who adopted a child from China. He was mm -hmm. autistic, little boy, very sweet one. Um, and then they rehomed him like a bad puppy that wouldn't quit peeing in your house. Um, mm -hmm. With Sag becoming involved, that may not be available any longer to them. Meaning that that child would receive revenue from the videos he appeared in. Um, well, and that's sort of like in regular production, um, mm -hmm. some of the, uh, one of the housing shows, the uh, ones where they like pick a family that is in need, you know, they, you know, have a horrible life situation. Mm -hmm. There was one family that um, I forget the exact circumstances, but ultimately these good Christian neighbors adopted these kids after I believe their parents died. Um, and then of course, you know, ended up being involved in the show, got this bigger house, blah, blah, blah. And then immediately um, like kept the house, got rid of the kids. Yeah. And I mean, it was and we've seen this a lot of times with that. Um, but anyway, it, the types of work that will be able to do, the uh, will come higher. According to the president's letter, the president of SAG, which she done something else, which I thought was very interesting, um, would allow um, all creators the opportunity to join a union. A new way of storytelling is emerging. It'll give them health benefits and pension benefits. Um, mm -hmm. They'll be able to draw a pension eventually. Because, you know, some of these YouTubers, 20 years, and then they can get into a pension. This is a great thing for YouTubers. This is a great thing for TikTokers and people that blow up. Mm -hmm. Something else that came out of this report is Trump got banned from ever being part of SAG. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> like, can't say I disagree. Like, you know, yeah. 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 Um, like, bye, Felicia. <laughs> well, not only that, but, you know, he lost his pension that, you know, was giving him $90,000. Um, yeah, a, a pension of $8,724 per month. Yeah. 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 Um, so he's banned. He's not allowed to be part of SAG, which means he cannot work on any television show um, out there. Now, is it that he actually cannot work on it or that he cannot work, at it, uh, work on it as a, uh, like, a, a SAG card carrying member of the Screen Actors Guild. He like he work has on any television because SAG oh. controls all television. You have to be oh, a member wow. of the SAG union to be on TV. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That, yeah, that it's that collective hard. bargaining thing that's amazingly well. Mm hmm. Oh wow. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> least he's off the air. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, granted, like, how much has he really done in terms of that? 
Like, I know he had the one role and it's been used and abused um, in Home Alone, speaking of Macaulay Culkin. Who's um, now collecting his pension? Mm -hmm. He can do interviews, but he cannot appear in television. Mm -hmm. Like, he. Yeah. 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 That's different. That's not an acting role. Right. Um, because ultimately, as, cra as like crap little as it was, he was technically an actor in Home Alone, uh, what, 2? Right, and he's listed as an actor in The Apprentice. He was the mm -hmm. star of The Apprentice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, like, trying to figure out how, like, what limits that actually creates. Right. Um, so, yes, interviews on television are perfectly acceptable. I don't think there is a single station that wants to bring him on except Fox. Right. Um, and even they, I think at this point, are like, mm, maybe not. Right. Maybe not. Because now, if you do remember, he used to be interviewed a lot. Um, for his opinion on various issues, um, NBC uh, and the Today Show, especially, mm -hmm. um, like I, I don't think he was too far down the list of people that I called on nine eleven. Right. You know, like instantaneously <laughs> he is there, and I, I don't know personally. I think everyone, or I was going, why is he here? What does he have to contribute? Right. Um, but, you know, to the conversation is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And if you look back to the actual interview process, there wasn't all that much he contributed to the interview. Mm -hmm. Like, not to the information. It's not like he had firsthand knowledge of anything going on. He just kind of was inserted. Right. Um. But yeah, yeah, um, it's crazy world we live in. But I love that you got kicked out of the Screen Actors Guild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is very good. That's very important. You know, it, it, we're seeing this all over the place. He's being removed and kicked out, and the stuff that he done to us for four years is being rewritten. Well, it, it's reaping its benefits, mm -hmm. like. You know, if you're a reap what you sow kind of person, this is definitely he sowed a field of bullshit and he is reaping it. Right. By the truckload. Um, granted, slow snowball. It's it's a small snowball, but it's growing. Uh -huh. So and it's yeah. getting bigger. Um, of course, you know, the Democratic senator, the senator representative from Mississippi, has now filed a lawsuit against Trump. Mm -hmm. Trump's son-in-law, Trump's son, really Giuliani. This is now two suits Giuliani is involved in. Mm -hmm. um, what's your take on this? On that lawsuit specifically, I, I, I think that's a pretty open and shut one. Like, uh, like I think that's just take the 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 testimony <laughs> for the, the second impe impeachment trial mm -hmm. and run it. Right, just run it. Like right. that's your whole case right there. Like, do you even need a lawyer? You just need a DVD player. Mm -hmm. Like, just 
Your Honor, I submit as evidence. <laughs> well, no, the NWACP is backing the lawsuit. I look for mm -hmm. other senators and both Republican and Democrats to hop on this lawsuit and join in it. But other good news, Anthony Fauci has won one, a $1 million uh, Israeli prize for working for his work on COVID-19 and other infectious diseases. Mm -hmm. uh, the process for defending science. Yes. yes. Which he has. Like, if, like, whew, he had a rough tenure for this one. He's had a rough tenure in general. I mean, I feel like that he felt very much silenced when he is our top epidemiologist. Mm -hmm. He is able to literally look at this coding of this virus um, and then talk about it. All right, let's do some hot takes. Go find me some news. Go find you some news? What? Yes. All right. So you like BBC UK for that one. Yes. Oh, Let's see where we're at in the UK. Oh. Do, 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 do. Ah. Oh, here sounds a fun one. Um, yeah. Thousands of Amazon staff get wrong COVID result. Sorry, I had to choose between two on that one. I was, Two were catching my eye. All right. So this is going to happen. It will occur often with bad testing. And we're still working with experimental stuff. I do think there is some financial benefit occurring from this, guys. So I wouldn't be surprised a lawsuit doesn't get entered. Um, this is why a lot of positive testing is normally done twice or three times. Absolutely. Oh, Ashley has given us one to look into. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Parlor is coming back online. Like, that's just in the link. Like, there we go. Um... So, yeah. Oh, this, I think, has video content, because of course it does, because it's Vice. Um, oh, no, no, it didn't. Okay, cool. Sorry, I was just seeing a load screen. I was like, oh, man, come on. Um, but, yeah, so a month after it was forced offline for its role in, as an organizing tool in the Capitol riots, riots, Parler sputtered back to life on Monday with a new logo and a new CEO. Um, and then immediately got shut back down. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so apparently, um, even the Patriots, a.k.a. QAnon followers, um, yeah, apparently the F-word parlor was trending on Patriots.win. Um yeah, form, uh, which is a forum pro uh, formerly known as The Donald. Um, not kidding. Wishing I were. Yeah, it's all over the place. Um, basically, they're calling Parlor One. Um, as in, they're done with Parlor. Um, mm -hmm. And those are the people who were rallying for Parlor and using it in the midst of an insurrection. Yep. Oh, sure. 
this is interesting. So the new CEO thinks that he's going to be able to make some money off this place. Mm -hmm. They've done more than moved on. They are not wanting to touch it. It's like, um, this is the way I want to put it, is it's like if your drug dealer gets busted, you don't even go into his neighborhood anymore. This is the same situation that's seen as tainted. So the left won't touch it. The right isn't interested anymore because they don't have their secrecy that they were supposed to have. Um, and it's interesting that, you know, it is just popping itself out and it will probably die. Yeah, I, I think Perler's dead. Yep. Personally, just like if they're already like their base, like the people who wanted this are sitting here like, meh. Middle finger to you. Um, yeah, that's a bad sign. That's now good. I want to be keeping an eye on Clubhouse, and here's why I want to keep an eye on Clubhouse is because I think it'll be an emerging network mm -hmm. as it oh, brings gee. back something of Pow Talk. Oh, yeah, and actually also sends us another one, and this is probably a good one too. Oh, it is. Um, so YouTube just banned a popular anti abortion channel. For COVID conspiracies. Mm hmm Oh. Yeah, so apparently it has banned LifeSite News, an, an anti-abortion outlet that bills itself as the number one pro-life news website for repeatedly sharing videos that spread misinformation about COVID-19 and the vaccines against it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think YouTube is going to get a lot more tighter on their... Um, what they will put up with as you know they have recently um finally demonetized uh, um opian oxian whoever not familiar with that one he's the one that was caught using his youtube channel to influence young ladies to release photos yeah, Prince Hansen done a failed documentary on him. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some creepy YouTubers. Can we just all talk about that? Yeah. Like there's some creepy, 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 creepy YouTubers. Right. Not just creepy, also very abusive people. Um yeah. Yeah. And Ashley brings up that yes, we did see that we are right when we're looking at splitting into two parties, the conservatives and the extremes. Because the conservatives want none of this to do none of this to do. And Ashley gave the great name on the dude that got demonetized, and that is probably gonna be a deep dive we might do. Yeah. Um on a scion? I'm guessing on I'm guessing. there we go. Okay. Yeah, Onision. All oh, right. So that sounds like it's going to be a fun one to deep dive later. Let's take um, a look and see what's going to go on with YouTube. Yes. All right. So one, they're looking at how much money they're making and where it's at. Mm -hmm. They're looking for new ways to make money, i.e., the YouTube Shorts. We've gotten a lot of information on them. And I feel like something somebody returns to YouTube that makes a scandal and it brings everyone back into YouTube because people are getting tired of the old formatting. 
But here's how I'm also looking at this when it comes to YouTube. I think YouTube will be changing things up. It will probably become more like a Facebook video-based platform. But is that for the bad, for the good or the uh, bad? I um, think it's for the good. Okay. My other question on YouTube would have to be, like, where is it going to be headed towards... Like, YouTube's gotten a lot of flack for demonetization mm -hmm. of what is considered adult content, not so much that it's ex like, you know, pornographic as much as it deals with adult language and adult themes and may involve children or may, because it's like, say, gaming, mm -hmm. uh, may appeal to children because it's centered around the game and all that. Where do you think we're headed with that? Well, I think the monetization program in itself will probably, yeah, I think it'll become not a thing. Okay. Like, I'm ready to, like, let's move past this. Right. Well, and this is what I'm saying is, example, our baristas support us for our, you know, support our mm -hmm. YouTube channel. They support a lot of things we do. Um, when we are able to take sponsorships, we will do some sponsorships. We are always open to sponsorships. You want us to test something? Expect us to be honest. We've got a lovely little form fill, ready for you to fill out to understand that you're going to get an honest review. If mm -hmm. your team tastes like dirty socks, we're going to say so. Um, Wait, yeah, we're not going to have a Vita 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 German moment. No. Um, but that is what I feel will go on, is I think the monetization will become like, and that's cute. I just done a you know five-minute video and got $2,000, and you're paying me, what, 50 cents on that video? Gina Marbles would be great to come back. And I know no one's going to like this, but Shane Dawson, I think, will come back. Um, what? Yes. Did Shane check out? Well, he got ran out. Oh, spill this. I missed this. I don't Bro, know. I, I can live this. Okay. So, as we know, with the current culture, a lot of insult comedy and a lot of comedy that was popular in the 90s and early 2000s, mm -hmm. people are dragging back up and going, oh, that is so offensive. And it's like, have you ever watched Howard Stern? Um... Like, the 90s and the early 2000s were a weird period to live through. Can we just, like, mention right. that? Like, it's kind of where TikTok is today. Like, TikTok's kind of going through that, too. Is that, like, there's a lot of, like, stuff that's getting pulled down off of TikTok mm -hmm. um, for the same thing. And I think a lot of it is, like, Gen Z's, come, like, trying to bring this back. Well, like, I, I don't think it's, it's, I think it's a lot of people got jealous mm -hmm. and aggravated about some of the things that he said that was shock jock material. I have heard worse on the radio station back in the early 2000s on morning talk radio when they would have like Pamela Anderson in and, you know, and we're now seeing this again. This was kind of a social topic. Um, that was a big blowout over, um, oh, who is she? Blonde, got into drugs, is an actress, done the, uh, tri twin trap. Oh, the parent trap? 
Yeah. What, Lindsay Lohan? Yeah, the Lindsay Lohan um, show. Uh, no, she was on a late night TV show, Letterman. There you go. And how invasive his questioning was of her. That was the time. Yeah, I'm talking about the Sequisha skits, which if you don't watch Whitney Houston, not Whitney Houston, Whoopi Goldberg skits from the same time period, it's the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. Well, but there's a lot of stuff going, like, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of, was it wrong then? Yes. Was it, is it still wrong now? Yes. Is it something you can always blame someone for? No, um, which is a really weird answer to give, and I know that. And here's my take on it: um, You're like, if you're digging that far back into Shane Dawson, then you're talking about like the like hundred thousand, ten thousand like subscriber days. Uh huh. Um, and effectively, you're going to be talking about a lot of the time mimicking what you're seeing in current culture. Like the things that people are talking about at the water cooler, the things you're seeing, you know, shared by others, the things you're seeing other people talk about that you're seeing on SNL, that you're seeing on mad TV, that you are seeing, you know, plastered all over the place. Um, if you're going that far back, Sometimes it does help to have a little bit of a cultural anchor to what's, or as in timeline, of what's going on in the world at the time, what is popular media, what is the thing. Mm -hmm. Some of this is going to be based on that. It's also important to realize, depending upon how far back you're going, people can evolve. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, and look back and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it happens. Um, I think we should all be growing individuals. I think for the most part, Shane is, mm -hmm. um, he's had a lot of like cringe reacts to his early videos. Um, right. you know, as in he goes back and looks at the content and goes, oh my God, I don't know what I was thinking. Right. Um, and oh my God, I tried so hard. The he did a good bit of the oh my god, let me you know, and he's apologized. However, and you know, I'll take anyone on on this go watch Valley Girls by Whoopi Goldberg. Mm -hmm. Okay, Valley Good Girl skit, and then watch Shone's video. Well, and also depending upon the time period, can we point out that Mean Girl, or was it, what was it? Was it Mean Girls? No, it wasn't Mean Girls. Um, it was the parody movie of Mean Girls. Um, it, what, oh, God, Wesley Snipes, I think, and uh, like uh, White Chicks. That's the movie I'm trying to think of, White Chicks. That was a big thing. Yeah, thank you, Ashley. <laughs> I finally remembered. Um, but yeah, it was like this whole, like there was this weird period there 
where like you know like you've got like white chicks coming out you have um mama's house like you have a lot of like stereotype play role based things going on right like and it's going in many directions right um but this is what and, and it was joan rivers who said it and you know i've talked about and talked about her books Mm-hmm. Comedy is where we start experimenting and seeing where our weaknesses are mm-hmm. and exposing those so that we can move past them and work past them. So do we imagine that, you know, the doc, let's say a doctor finds that you have an illness and they experiment with how to heal that illness, whether it's this antibiotic or that antibiotic. That's what comedy does. That's what Shane was doing. But he was also doing shock jock. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, that was, again, early, late 90s, early 2000s, that was a big, big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was in your face, abs- like, it was Cards Against Humanity before Cards Against Humanity was a thing. Right. It's like, like it I used to not be like it was meant to be inappropriate like that's the thing like you have to remember the time period it was meant to be inappropriate like that was the part about it or right. that was supposed to be the in joke portion of it is you know how wrong this is right yet mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like chris rock i used to not be able to watch his skits they were so homophobic it was ridiculous Mm-hmm. Like the FG word went on for ages. Mm-hmm. We don't see him getting called out. We see him getting called out for other things and his behavior treating women. We don't see him getting called out for his skits 15, 20 years ago. Matter of fact, he got a Netflix special out of it because he had built his popularity up. But we're holding YouTubers to the grill. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Well, and another rapper to kind of throw in there, Eminem. Yeah. Like, he took a little flack on, like, like you know, different songs he did and his drop of the, you know, the <laughs> bundle of sticks work, um, which is what that actually means, um, just in case, the more you know. Um, but he took a fair amount of flack for, you know, was his content homophobic, and there were like tons of like gay guys going we love him yeah like we didn't care um like is the way it seemed to go again it was a weird time period i will say it was a weird time period to be like hearing this stuff while at the same time like appreciating someone's music right or you know snoop tupac Listen to him. It's got the N, the N word with hard R all the way through it. This is the problem we have with this cross generation changing of views. And I think they're just singling out Shane. So do I think Shane will come back? Yes. Do I think that Jenna Marbles will come back? Yes. Oh, and Dave Chappelle was just on CNN making comments about the riots. 
Well, and I think this kind of leads into a, a slightly bigger discussion of um, Persona. Me, and the commenter here, we um, need a birth date. Yes, we do need a birth date. Um, Nana Mai? Yeah. I'm guessing. Give me a thumbs up or down if I got that right. Yeah. Um, I hope. I'm guessing. Um, but no, the the reality that YouTube personalities that literally anyone you're watching on TV, like talk show hosts, all of them have a persona. It this to some degree, this is a character they play. Right. Like, you know, Ellen got into a controversy that her, you know, that that, you know, she comes off really nice but behind the scenes is a total like nightmare and right. this has been leveled at her um so it starts to question whether you're seeing a person or a persona mm -hmm. you know and, and what you're seeing and that many people doing youtube videos that are doing develop a persona this is this is an outward facing person that the public sees um, notorious for that, and we've talked about it before, was Joan Crawford. She had a very, very crafted persona for mm -hmm. the public. Right. Uh, there is no way anyone acted like that in private all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying she was a horrible person and the child-beating monster necessarily from Mommy Dearest. I'm just saying... She probably had some bad days where she was not. No, I, I'm sorry. I think Mother Dearest was true to fact. Um, um, Ellen got cancer, canceled because she comes off friendly and nice and really highly developed um, on television. But behind the scenes, she's a boss woman. And it's like, no, I'm not talking to this guest until I talk to this guest. No, I won't speak to you after the interview. And then also she had, her show was built to where she was the, you know, she could come in, do her shit, do her stick, do her thing, and then leave. And she had built a framework of people around her to handle the everyday dealings, like, you know, the expressing videos and production and all that. And those people were taking on and hiding things from her. So she never knew, like, one of her producers was um, trading favorable sexual behaviors from interns to get them, for them to get jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, and it does create the issue, though, is that, you know, that is like, I, to some degree, I can understand it and then go, but what did you expect? Sort of like what you're saying. She's yeah. running a business. She's running and, multiple businesses. Yeah. Can we just talk about, you know, the reality in that is that uh, especially as a woman in business, being nice means you're a pushover. Yeah. Like that's what everyone's expecting is you're just going to take whatever crap someone dumps on you. Right. And make it work and smile and be polite and friendly and super helpful. Uh-huh. And no, she's running a business. Well, no, that, like, I can understand this is she wanted to have natural reactions to the people mm -hmm. that were coming on her shows. 
the conversations that she was naturally having. And we had to put this in on some of our stories. I'm like, we're not talking about this mm -hmm. till the show. Um, because some of the things like hot takes and, you know, some of the more, you know, where I know that we're going to have opposite directions on this, mm -hmm. um, views on things, I want for the show. I want for our listeners to see that. Whereas if we're sitting here commonly talking about it over the dinner table, one, it's like I should turn the camera on for you guys. <laughs> Basically. And two, we'll get to the show and you'll be like, well, we saw a story on Shane Dawson and him appearing up in his boyfriend's videos. And we don't think that it's a big deal. All right, next topic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does change the conversation and it becomes rehearsed. It's like, I already know what he's going to say. He already knows what I'm going to say. We're both sitting here going, okay, how do we keep this calm and civil? Uh -huh. <laughs> Because and there's some stories that we've discussed off camera, and we have spirited debates about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we do have a birthday for... Uh, we do. Let's go ahead yeah. and take that question. Uh, so, Naina Mai, uh, 511.99, which year will I get married in, and how will I meet my future spouse? All right. So, you will get married in 2027. It is after you have completed something. So, you'll either be leaving a job, leaving, moving, something to that effect. And it shows here with it being the new adventure with the Ace of Swords and the Seven of Cups here that you'll probably meet them by chance at a social gathering. So, they're not connected to you. All right. Good deal. All right. All right. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of social social stuff that is now going on. This is where I think social justice needs to also remember social history. Um, and I also think why insult comedy is becoming such an issue. Mm -hmm. And... I'm not calling anything out, calling anyone out, but most of the times it has to do with people getting offended for people. Well, there can be a case of that, uh, most certainly. Um, there can also just be not under, like, kind of like what you're saying, not understanding the historical context. Right. And then the assumption that, like, the person you're seeing 20 years ago is the same person you're seeing today. Right. And moreover, that as you're seeing an actor, like this is my add-in, as you're seeing someone who is effectively an actor, mm -hmm. like if they have a popular YouTube channel, if they have a you know sitcom or a TV show, there's a person behind that character. Like right. we went through this as like part of the TV generation. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people met their favorite TV stars and they have this, ex you know, expectation that when you meet Jessica Fletcher, mm -hmm. a, a Angela Lansbury, or mm -hmm. you meet Rose Nyland, AKA mm -hmm. Betty White on the street, that they're going to be the same person you've watched on television. Right. And they're not. Right. 
at all. They are not, they, they, a, a, a skill of their craft is being able to convince you they're this person. Mm -hmm. And we've seen this for years happen that suddenly we have, you know, a, a beloved star of stage and screen mm -hmm. get totally, so to speak, shit wrecked because of their personal life and how they interact with real human beings in the real world. Right. Well, and it's kind of like, and, you know, we've talked about this. I get into Ace and Gear right before a live show or, you know, different things. And that's because in my real life, I'm not sweet and cuddly and, you know, oh, just come love on me. It's like, no, go away. Basically. And I make it known. I am a bitch in business. I am a bitch in the, in the boardroom. Um, and I don't, you know, have a persona, but I have a mode of operation. Um, and, you know, actresses that play, per, you know, I don't know. Like Angela Lansbury, you know, which character of hers are you wanting? Are you wanting Jessica Fletcher? Are you wanting, you know, and it's, yeah. I mean, do you want her character from Cat on a Hot Tin Roof? Which, if you haven't seen that, mm -hmm. that's the character. <laughs> um, are you wanting Bedknobs and Broomsticks? Yeah. The Clumsy Witch. Mm hmm. Or the Teapot. Uh huh. Beauty and the Beast. Like, she has convinced you of a lot of things over the years. Mm -hmm. um, you're gonna, like, not all of those are her. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and they may have nothing to do with her. Mm -hmm. you know, Betty White's been a lot of characters over the years. Uh -huh. um, even going so far as being, you know, Jane in a Tarzan and Jane skit on, I think it was Johnny Carson. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I don't know that you necessarily, Betty White, we love you, but you're 99. I don't think we want to see you in a two-piece anymore. Um, just I don't think she wants to be in a two-piece anymore. <laughs> yeah, <we're laughs> love. At 99, I don't know you're going to be rocking a two-piece anymore. Um, but back in the day, there's a skit. You can find it online that mm -hmm. she did in a two-piece. Well, not only that, but um, I don't know which show it was, but there was kind of a little scandal of Betty White. Um, and, oh, God, the cute little actor that was in the move, uh, marriage movie she done. Oh, what is his name? He's in everything. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. He's cute. He's sweet. Oh, what? Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Yeah. There. Betty yeah. White meets Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Yeah. Um. No. Well, and then, like, Sandra Bullock gave her so much crap for a Lifetime Achievement Award. Well, Sandra Bullock, you know, we Sandra Bullock needs to come see me because she keeps dating bad men. Well, you know, that seems to be her movie repertoire. Um, but you know, um, well, it's like Carol, but yeah. you think that she's nice and sweet and lovely. She is known to be a comic bitch. Like she wants her green M&Ms. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Well, and, but then you have like the rest of that, so to speak, skit of Betty White's, uh, Lifetime Achievement Award 
was that, you know, Betty White gets up there and just hands it right back to her and says, you know, and if you didn't need, uh, if you needed further proof, you are a wonderful, Sandra Bullock is a wonderful shining example of how far a plain looking girl can get in this industry. Leveled the house. Yes. <laughs> she is a shark. Do you know she's still collecting revenue from Golden Girls? Mm-hmm. And oh, it's going to some you. animal charity, but you know, every, you know, she was a big shark. Her Angela Lansbury. Um, well, she came into television in the very beginning days when it was still like an experiment. We'll see what happens. We'll throw this all together. That was Betty White's entry to television. Like she's been on game shows. She has been in this industry. She has hustled. But yeah, she was she seen time. every contract and every crappy version of it that she hadn't signed. Uh -huh. Um, that there is, she knows how to get a good deal, and I'm sure she has a lovely, lovely agent and business manager. Probably have had a few over the years because I think she's outlived them, um, or but, fired them, or fired them, um, as well as a wonderful law firm. Yeah. Um, that will go through this with a fine tooth comb and be like, uh, no. Yeah. But she is, she is still collecting revenues. And, you know, every time TN, you know, TNT played Golden Girls, she earned some money. Mm -hmm. One of the only stars left to do that. And see, that's the thing that SAG's going to, it's going to be fun checking out with SAG is, yeah, you do a sponsorship. Do you, are you going to be getting repetitive money for it? Mm -hmm. That'll be interesting to see. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So, guys, we hope you've enjoyed tonight. I'm going to flip the banner and take care of our baristas. And if you want to become a barista, you can always go visit us. We've got some really cool perks, and I'm getting ready to update those perks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yes, and I'm just waiting for it to scroll back around, guys, because I don't want to miss anyone, because y'all are all important to me and left to my own devices. I will screw this up. Um, so we do want to thank Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda Bryant, Ashley Get and Ashley Guest. If you would like to support the show or find out more about us, please visit PCSPNetwork.com. Yes. Um, and... Hope you guys enjoy this. We enjoy bantering with you all. We love when you guys bring content. Of course, your baristas. You have a thread for you guys to pop in news stories. You want our hot takes on. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Or if you want us to talk about something, i.e. Shane Dawson, which I'm planning to doing a psychic tea on Shane Dawson after I get done with Jeffree Star. All righty. All right. Yeah, a lot there. Um, I do want to mention one comment. Um, Ashley pointed out that, and being a native woman in the movie with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds, yes. Yes. Um, like, again, persona, character, not her. Yeah. Just FYI. Yeah, but if you go watch some of Betty White's early works, you'll go, she's a tramp. Oh, yeah. Betty White had some original roles that were kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but then you turn around and you have the Betty White who turned down um, a role in As Good As It Gets just because they throw a puppy down a garbage chute. Yep. Why? Because that's animal cruelty. And she wasn't standing for it. Yeah. 
like these are all aspects of Betty White. Like this is a lot, and that was a personal choice to turn down a role. Yeah. Can you imagine how amazing that role would have been if the uh, uh, if the movie had written that scene out? Yeah. Because then they would have had Betty White. Not that I'm saying the 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 the, the replacement actor wasn't great, but mm-hmm. still. Yeah, so I done a, this is an idea I'm going to throw to you. I done a article a few months ago about the um, books everybody should read. I think you should do an article of the top 10 movies everybody should watch. Okay. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I've watched too many movies. Um, Yeah, you grew up on TV. Well, I grew up on TV, but I grew up on old movies too. Yeah. Is that was kind of a thing with my with my mom especially? She was a big fan of movie format. Mhm. Cuz she grew up when like, you know, drive-in theaters were the thing. Um and going to movie theaters was the thing. Um but I also grew up with a lot of old movies. Right. Like oh, her love of old movies. Um, you know, so yeah, I've got lists of things that, yeah, and they'll Mm -hmm. most likely be pulled from the AFI 100. I will tell you now, because they are great classic movies. Like you've Mm -hmm. got to see this to understand the world in different time periods. Right. Like the movie is a beautiful representation Mm -hmm. of what all's going on. Right. And the power of film, because like just taking one movie off the top of my head is how much did we change mental health out of um, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Because that was such an intimate look into a literal, literal mental health care facility um, that it shocked people. Mm Mm-hmm to understand what the inside of a mental health institution looked like. And that some of uh, that a good chunk of the, the cast for the movie was not extras. Right. These were not just, you know, the, these were actual, you know, like they spent time with actual people in this mental health care facility. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't make it look worse. They didn't make it any different than what it would be. They told that story in situation and it shocked people. Yeah. It horrified people that this is what mental health care looked like. Like sitting there watching it on the screen that this was reality. Well, what about Sebel? Define. Bringing up and actually showing what mer- multiple personalities is like, mm-hmm. you know, it was in the f- and it was follow you know obsessed by fans of non-fictional blockbuster from 1973. The movie stars uh, Sally Fields and Joanna Woodworth, um, and the woman named Sybil and 16 different personalities. I will say that's one I haven't seen. You found one on me. I know. Like, I'm still working through the the AFI Top 100. Like, I am. I don't even know if it's made the the Top 100. Um, 
but it was one of those movies that, for me, exposed psychology to begin with and the human brain and human, you know, psychology side of it, not the human psyche, but also showed how multiple personalities works and, you know, how, you know, they can be treated or how people live with them. I mean, these are things that have changed culture. Here's another one, the color purple. Oh, yes. That was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. It made O for Winfrey, but it also brought to light a lot of the injustices in our um, legal system, justice system, women's rights problems, social justice issues. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, there's, there are a ton of movies, and it's going to be a hard list. I can't promise that, Ashley, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but no, there's there are a lot of really great films, and there's a lot of different reasons why they're important films. Right. Um, you know, they every film moves the genre, even if it's crap. Mm-hmm. It's going, or the, the medium, moves the medium. Um, some films create whole genres, like, uh, whatever happened to baby Jane, Mm -hmm. total genre beginner. Um, (laughs) you know, and then you have other films that only like whatever happened to baby Jane only exists because of the horror genre to begin with. And like each of these pushes, you know, the, the medium further and further, um, you know, some of the films, though, I will say, l- retrospectively, may not be all that beautiful or, or you know, wow, if they did it with CGI, it would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the time and the, the craft work that went into that film and the fact that audiences originally seeing this mm-hmm. were just awed. Um, so yeah, before I give away my whole list, cause I could do that right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you stop there. I want to address Ashley's comment about, I haven't seen the color purple. I'm scared to watch it. Watch it. It's important to watch it. Um, I think everyone ever, you know, this is February. This is black history month films. I think people should watch during February. My list roots. The color purple, fried green tomatoes. Like if you want a true picture of the South during the '30s and '40s, fried green tomatoes will give it to you. Mm-hmm. It is an amazing movie. Um, it, it, yeah. But one thing you gotta give Jessica Tandy, she never. I don't think she ever took a role that was not like historically, like within the ninety percentile accurate mm-hmm. of and then there's driving miss daisy as well yeah um like that's where i go with jessica tandy she didn't do a lot of bad movies Darn. like they're all really high quality movies Darn. um but she came out of that guild with betty davis with uh you know the actors done parts because they wanted to because they fought for that position yeah to have uh, that freedom of choice Ashley, that's probably a good life choice there. Um, do fried green tomatoes. 
Um, there's a lot that goes on in that movie, but it is an amazing movie. Um, and then watch Roots. Right. Um, you know, and The Color Purple. Um, I, I don't want to say, like, it's the soft version of Southern racism. It isn't. But when you're talking about fried green tomatoes, it's a part of the plot. It's not the whole plot. Right. Um, so it'll at least like kind of let you know what to expect. Right. But the other thing with fried green tomatoes is yes, it does show racism, but it also shows that ultra cultural thing that occurred in the South. Mm -hmm. Well, and the fact that this was like before you get to 1964 and the Equal Rights Act. You have to back up and like 30 some years in history and see that there are people that are already starting to get that this is where we need to be headed. Right. That like even in the Deep South, like it's already clicking for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because you don't just go from, you know, slavery to the Equal Rights Act with nothing in between. Right. Like, there's a long period there where, like, brains and minds change. Right. And, and there's a long period there where people had a different society and different societal views. Mm -hmm. Within cultures, within states, within little areas. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, Ashley, I just want to know, when you watch Fried Green Tomatoes, when she says the line about the chicken, uh, about the egg, um, I, I, I want to know how hard you hit the floor. Because that was the line that got me the first time I ever watched that movie. When she starts talking about the egg, I about died. Because it's, it, it is the most intelligent line. But it is also one of the 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 craziest lines in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and because you're already locked in, and you think you know what you, what's coming up, and then that line hits, and it's just hilarious. Well, not only that line, but there's another line in there, and I want to see if Ashley, after you watch it, come back into chat with us, and tell me if you think it's interesting what season it is. There you go. All right. So, guys, we're almost at the longest we've ever done a show. We've enjoyed talking. We will see you Friday with Mountain Bears, where who knows what we'll be talking about. We may actually take a deep dive into fried green tomatoes, because there's a few things that go on in fried green tomatoes that I don't think people get. Very true. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of that movie that like it covers a lot of topics yeah like especially around women in general mm -hmm. um but it covers a lot of topics mm -hmm. like you start trying to throw categories onto this movie and it'll take you a while <laughs> yep like it takes a minute um but yeah it's it's a phenomenal movie that will definitely be on my list I, i'll give that one away for free um but yes go find a copy definitely give me a minute i'll give you a source always 
It's on Peacock. Hey, there you go. You can watch for free. Or, uh, yeah, you can watch yeah. for free. Yeah. Yeah. So literally everyone you can go watch. You just have to create an account. It takes like five seconds. Yep. All right, darlings. Good night. Be well. Stay safe. Stay home. Let the water drip. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. It's under real lock. I have an automatic appointment booking system. Free, free, feel free to book it. Also, if y'all are interested, I am teaching an astrology class. Um, she just found it on Peacock. But yes, yeah, you're teaching a, a, an astrology class. This Saturday, doesn't matter where you're at, you again can book it on there. Night, y'all. Good night.